Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. Welcome back to South by Southwest, virtually, of course. We are here with director Sonia Kennebec from the film United States versus Reality Winner. Sonia, thank you so much for being on Bitch Talk. Thanks for having me. And Sonia, can you do us a favor and introduce the film to our listeners? Yes, um, United States versus Reality Winner follows the story of 25-year-old NSA contractor Reality Winner who disclosed one document about Russian foreign election interference to the media and became the number one leak target of the Trump administration. So, you know, we, we documented her story almost from the beginning and um, followed her family's journey as well. Sonia, I have to ask, how did you, how did this, how did you land this story? Because before Ange and I got on with you, I was like, in all of the, look, this is bitch talk. I'm just going to swear with all of the fucked up shit that happened in the last four years, I was like, oh, I remember this story as soon as I read it when, you know, we got the press release. I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I forgot because we've been through so much trauma. So, and, and this is a huge story um, to break. So how did you land this? Well, my, my background is in investigative um, journalism and filmmaking and very specifically um, I'm focused on, you know, national security issues and, and whistleblowers. So when, you know, the story first broke about, you know, reality winners arrest, my production partner, Ines Hofmann-Kenna, and I immediately started talking about it and, um, and, and, you know, just where number one, um, you know, we're surprised that this young person, this woman, you know, disclosed this, you know, crucial information about, you know, threats to our election system. And um, yeah, and really had the courage to do that because national security whistleblowers are incredibly rare because the stakes are so high. And um, yeah, and the fact that she, she disclosed this information at age 25, um, and yeah, and, you know, and, and, and really also, you know, suffered all these, these consequences, you know, this, this to us seemed like such an incredibly important story. So we decided to, um, you know, to document it and, and really wanted to be, you know, be witnesses to, to her case. Yeah, I have to say, I definitely experienced PTSD uh, seeing 45 on, on the screen again. I was just like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready, you know. Um, and it's 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 interesting how you bring up all of a sudden nobody cared about Russia. They just cared about this young girl mm-hmm. who they were, you know, who had served. She'd served in the military and is a genius. She speaks, what, three yeah. languages, four languages. And all of a sudden she's enemy number one. It's just so twisted how how easily manipulated the country was um so uh yeah that for that was just a, a thought <laughs> that i had but i wanted to ask you you did not have access to 
reality winner during the filming of this. But I'm curious, like while you were digging around against the machine that is, you know, the government, the FBI, did you feel like, did you have any threats? Um, mm -hmm. Did you feel threatened or, um, you know, like watch your step? Well, I mean, we, you know, my team and I, we are always very cautious when we cover these type of stories because we, you know, we know that the government does, you know, collect all of your data and information. Um, I've worked with um, whistleblowers and, and sources. And um, in fact, uh, one of the subjects of my um, film, National Bird, about the US drone war, um, was raided by the FBI during the production of the film. So I'm, I'm very aware of the threats and the risks, especially for the people who speak out, the whistleblowers. And so, you know, we, we always kind of, you know, do a threat assessment at the beginning of a, of a production. Um, in this case, um, the, the things that, you know, what we were, you know, very aware of is that we were covering the story during the very sensitive pre-trial period. So, um, you know, much of the film takes place while reality you know was going through pre-trial hearings and actually pleading not guilty so i was able to interview her over a jail phone um you know when she's talking about like a little bit of her prison life and how she was scared of the fbi agents during the interrogation that is an interview that i did with her but obviously knowing that the jail phone line is monitored I had to be very cautious because I didn't want to get her into more hot water than she already was in. So, um, and same, you know, you know, with the 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 perspective of the Intercept, the, the publication that she leaked to, is that you know I, I I do respect that you know and 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 appreciate that they let us into the newsroom while you know the story was still developing. You know, all of this is is you know it's it's a very sensitive um, time period that the film covers. So that, that's really what we, you know, had on our minds, you know, that we have to be careful and, and, you know, what we are asking, you know, what we're covering. And I guess in your, in your background as investigative journalist, um, it kind of answered my question, but maybe not. Um, your access to Edward Snowden, I thought, was very interesting and and that documentary about him years ago that i watched i remember <laughs> uh, i remember uh i don't know what year it was but i watched it with my mom in portland oregon in this really small indie theater and man there are still things that he said in that documentary where i'm like turn turn your location off like Google was invented by the fucking government. Like, so, so can you, can you talk? I mean, he, in my mind is like, he's, he's, he's a huge, um, huge pop culture and everything kind of person. Um, and that was during Obama. So can you talk about your access to him? Yeah, it was really important for me to interview other whistleblowers, you know, as, as I said, they, they, you know, it's, it, they are rare, you know, it's not a lot of people have the courage to, you know, speak out in this way or even, you know, disclose information that the government wants to keep secret. And, you know, the definition of a whistleblower, a whistleblower does it in the public interest, you know, they are, mm -hmm. they are exposing government misconduct. And so, because so few people go through the experience of really becoming a US government target because of the information they reveal, um, I, I wanted to hear from them, you know, because they, they, they understand 
in the best way, you know, kind of what reality winner was, you know, probably going through and also her, her motivation. And it was, you know, it's, it was important to me to sort of get her voice and her style and, you know, and, and, and her, you know, courage as a whistleblower across. And so um, because I've, I've covered national security for so long, you know, Edward Snowden and I have, you know, mutual um, contacts. We went through his attorneys and, and it took a while because, you know, he, he definitely is, you know, thoughtful and selective, kind of what he engages in and everything has to be, you know, carefully orchestrated, um, you know, mm -hmm. our trip to, to Russia. Um, but I also knew how, you know, how he felt about, you know, reality winner and how personal, you know, like he, he's really impacted um, by her case. So, you know, he, he really wanted to speak out. Um, well, and another thing that you just mentioned with like the data collection and sort of like, you know, the, the risks of speaking out, uh, it, it was also important for me to have Edward Snowden and Thomas Drake, you know, two of the whistleblowers who disclosed mass data um, collection yep. in the film, because the government was actually in reality winner's case. They were picking and choosing from, you know, reality winner's communication. And she, yes. she, you know, she's a young person. So she would text message with her sister and make, you know, like little jokes with her sister, even like on a phone line. And, and in her diary entry, she would write down her like anguish. And, and so the government was like, picking and choosing like cherry picking selecting individual lines and and text messages to paint this like you know negative picture of her so i really wanted to get that part across yeah and and it is funny on that topic the things that they picked from her we say worse things like that we all do. day <laughs> if you listen to this podcast i'm like god i hope yeah. we never get called in for something because they have all like we we're say, blacklisted we know that yeah, it's fine we say just a million times worse than anything they picked from her. It's just so, it's so ridiculous. Uh, but I do want to get into her family because her mother- And, and please don't like, don't stop. Like, oh, I, I really no. don't want people to get out of this film and be like, oh my God, you know, I have to be like, you know, I can't, you know, say things anymore because like, where's that going to end? Like we, we have, like, I, I do hope, you know, and that's why, you know, I, you know, Edward Snowden is, has the last word in the film where he's like encouraging people and, you know, people who have, you know, courage and the moral compass. And I, what I hope is it's rather inspiring people to have, you know, courage and to speak out and also to push back against, you know, the way the government is using this private information and communication because it has to be protected. We need a free press. We need freedom of speech. And we need privacy protection because like, you know, what, what kind of you know, country would we have if everyone is just, you know, kind of afraid to speak their minds? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's why I love you highlighting her family, especially her, her mother, who is just like at Twitter war with, with the yeah. president. And it was just, I love it. There's the strength that they had. And, and it's, it's, it's funny too, because her stepfather at one point you're interviewing him and he, he knows all this jargon and all the lingo, you know, they've all just studied up on this case and, and the holes uh, within the case that they had on her. So can you tell us about uh, their reaction to the film and, and, and working with them through just this nightmare? Yeah, I really wanted to include them, not only because, you know, obviously her daughter, their daughter had been locked away and, and silenced. And, you know, we wanted to like 
you know, really get a sense of, of who she is, but also because I found their journey interesting, you know, it's like, they are just like regular people from rural Texas and honestly more on the conservative side. Yes. And, mm. um, and so, you know, the, this whole case, the Espionage Act investigation against a daughter and the prosecution just like opened this world up to them. You know, they, 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 they had really like, both of her parents as well as reality and, and actually her sister too, they had dedicated their lives to, you know, public service and they really had this like belief in justice and, you know, and equality and so on because they had never been confronted with like, you know, what, what, what you know, people of color experience and, you know, and then like all these like injustices of, of the system. And it really, I think, you know, it turned the world's ups, world upside down. And, and yeah, so I, I felt, you know, their journey. Um, and, and I do think, you know, I, I, they've always been, you know, courageous, but they, they just, you know, they, they had just never had this type of experience. And, and the way, you know, they really were fighting back against the system. And as you said, in particular, her mother, who then used Twitter as this platform to really speak her mind and, and advocate, not just for a daughter, but against, you know, many other injustices, you know, now and like, you know, kind of getting insight into the prison system. She actually like, and, and that's so, you know, fascinating too. She really wanted to learn more about, um, you know, the, the prison system and she started working um, in, in a prison. So, and to get that insight and then, you know, like, it, it really to to learn these things firsthand has been yeah such a re revelation I you know and I really you know like that they have been using their growing platform now to um, to write, you know shine light on on so many other injustices. Yeah, and as we wrap up this conversation, I have a question about the timing of the release. You know, um, was it because? Uh, Trump is out of office or it's just because of production and that's that's the way that documentaries go just because we know that they can take a long time so yeah it's sometimes frustrating to me with the type of current affairs stories that I cover how long it takes to actually make a feature length documentary and mm -hmm. you know and and have you know, access to this crucial information. I just like, want to get it out. Um, at the same time, of course, you know, to really make a, you know, compelling film also, to be honest, to fund it, you know, I am yep. you know, like my, my team and I, we're truly independent filmmakers. So I, we funded our work entirely through grants and donations. And, um, and we were doing two feature films, um, you know, wow. in, over the past um, three years. And it, it's been really, it's been, it's been tough, especially, you know, due, during the pandemic where fundraising <laughs> became so much more, more difficult. And yeah, and the type of stories that, you know, I, I like, which are very research intensive, you know, we fight lawsuits. I was reading thousands and thousands of pages of, of court documents. And it's, yeah, it's been, you know, it's been hard to, you know, like research them and then fund, you know, the, the films and then kind of do this type of production level. Um, so we, we try to make, you know, to do it, you know, and finish this film particular as quickly as possible because Reality Winner is actually still in prison. Right. Um, and so we really, as a, as a team, we, we felt that responsibility to just, you know, get her story out and get out that story that had not been covered, you know, the, the, the side of, of the family, um, you know, the context around the information that the government um, 
released. So that was really sort of the, the, the quickest that was, was possible. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the timing is actually perfect. Um, I know Ange mentioned PTSD to seeing Trump and, you know, we're going to see years of him. So I think this is a really important documentary to bring back up to the public um, audiences and reminding them how this presidency started out with her story. So thank you, Sonia, so much for your time. The film is United States versus Reality Winner and good luck with South By. Thank you. And thanks for your interest in you know, covering reality winner's story in our film. I appreciate it. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.